My name is not Five Weenies. My room, my world's so bright. It's hard to breathe, but that's alright. Hush. with Nerdette's Newsstand, and I want to talk a little bit today about gaming journalism. Now, I actually didn't see this video or this tweet that we're going to talk about myself, so I got to give full credit where it is due, and I seen this on a Clownfish TV video, and I want to weigh in my two cents, because it does seem like it is journalists bad, YouTubers good, it does seem like that is the narrative that they're going with and i don't think that's necessarily fair i think there is a um with both extremes right there there it always meets somewhere in the middle where the truth actually lies are all journalists bad no <laughs> have we noticed that there is clearly quite a few that need to maybe seek a different profession yeah of course are all YouTubers good and, and honest and everything else? No, <laughs> not always. It is clear we have seen some people be that extreme. So there's somewhere we meet in the middle. But I do believe there is a drawback to both, right? With If you're doing it, we'll take a look at a tweet here in a second. But if you are a journalist, it is a lot more professional in nature, right? It is a lot more of you have to think of the company. You have to think of what is going on in the world, whereas YouTube, it's a little bit more of an open platform. And I think that's why I initially did like it when I used to write for Bleeding Fool. I, I stopped because it was something that I didn't necessarily feel like was uh, the best use of my time. They're, they're a great company. They never did anything wrong. It was me that decided to change my ways. And I think that has a lot to do with wanting to just be able to interact. And that's a big part of my channel. It's why I started it almost three years ago. That's insane. But it's a big part of why I started it. You can have more of a conversation. There's also a huge drawback. A lot of times it becomes more reactionary in nature. It becomes, oh my God, I just saw this news. I'm going to make a video about it. It can be done very quick, turn out very quick. So it can become very reactionary. And of course, both sides of the table are always clickbaiting. <laughs> to be real here, everyone does it. Unfortunately, as annoying as it can get, there are certain words that draw people in that kind of inflame some sort of emotion, whether it's anger or fear. And that is what makes you want to click. And it, you're competing with everybody, literally everybody on the platform to get a view or a like or a subscribe. By the way, do all those things. <laughs> and, and it's really really hard and it constantly is making me change whether it is thumbnail format whether it is the way I edit I am constantly tweaking and changing things because you are in competition with not only the other youtubers you're in competition with those journalists who it is just as easy to google something look up the article find the information instead of sitting here and listening to me and my opinions and a huge drawback is the change of opinions, right? Is the change of 
Um, it, when you make a video that can be reactionary, it can sit with you and you can change your mind. And you've already, you know, dedicated your time to making that video. So changing opinions can happen very quickly and it looks kind of bad, right? So now that we went through all of this, let's take a look at what this journalist has to say. And it's not nice, but it's not all wrong either. It, it definitely isn't. So this, um, he says, the more I talk, genuinely engage with and ask questions of people that are mad about gaming journalists, the more I come to understand that all of their complaints all. Usually when you use some sort of tone of definition, some sort of hyperbole, there's probably not a hundred percent truth to it, right? Our rhetoric drummed up by outrage baiting. If you're trying to insinuate that Kotaku or Polygon or Games Radar, if none of these websites use outrage baiting, you have to be kidding me. Now, there is a big problem with both journalism and, um, uh, videos that is simply people will read the title and not actually listen to the context and with clickbaiting, right? Context cannot be added. That is what the bulk of the video is for. So sometimes a lot, a lot of times context is left out. So, um, they have come to believe that YouTubers are the answer to all games media problem, that YouTubers are the last vestige of honest opinions and all written word is paid for shill lies or people that hate gaming. Now, I don't believe for a second that journalists, games journalists specifically all hate gaming. That's silly. Why would you go into games media if you hated that property? Do I believe some use it as a stepping stone to get into some sort of development or a, you know, higher paid journalistic job? Yeah, sure. Of course. That would be silly of me not to think so. But are they all paid shows? Huh. That's a little bit of a harder one. I would not say, in my opinion, that they are all. Because, again, you can't use definitive language without realizing that it can't, that hyperbole can't be there. So, are they shows? That's a really interesting question because... Personally, I've experienced myself, and I've talked about this on stream, I've talked about this in previous videos, that I had about six different interviews lined up, and one by one by one, they all disappeared. I was so excited. Oh my God, the guy that writes Superman's going to be on my little channel. Oh my God, Harley Quinn. You see what I'm saying? It was something that I was really proud of, and then as they dropped off, I didn't understand why. As they ghosted me, I didn't understand why. Well, come to find out, it was simply because I had criticized the company. And that is not, in the the way I do it, allowed with their, you know, getting interviews or products or something like that. So, are they all paid shows? Maybe not paid shows, but they definitely have to change their opinion in order to stay on top of getting products, of getting interviews, all of those things. They can be mildly critical, sure, but they can't say what I can and or anybody on YouTube can. So that's the part where I say, no, they're not all paid shows, but in a way they kind of are. They cannot be overtly critical if they want to maintain that positive relationship. And 
as much as they say that's not shilling, it is. It is, in a way, a, a mild shill, right? So I spent the last two days talking uh, with all manners of shouting people, okay, to try to understand what's going on. It's pretty clear now. The people that push this stuff have done a fantastic job of cre- creating a completely made-up version of how gaming industry works. I don't believe it's completely made up. Do I believe that um, it's 100% true? No, of course not. Don't uh, I don't think for a second that there aren't people on YouTube that know how to manipulate you and keep you coming back. Manipulating those emotions. Manipulating that anger. Manipulating that fear. It's It can be done, and once you realize the analytics behind which videos do better, you can learn how to do it even better. So yes, it can be done. But that doesn't change a whole lot in this. So it says, the story goes, journalists are paid shells or hate games. That one I actually, I I, I completely disagree with. I don't think they hate games um, are only doing it to push agendas. And that I don't agree with. Maybe, maybe about half the time. Um, it's very weird to see some of the articles that are put out by these gaming websites, whether it's the recent controversy with IGN pushing um, relief efforts for Palestine. You are a gaming company. I get it. You may be passionate. I understand that. I really do. You want to help. I understand. Do that on your own platform. That's that's what most people would think to do, but instead they get in trouble for it, right? So, and YouTubers are honest and impartial. That's far from the truth uh, and can't be bought. YouTubers can be bought. A lot of them are. We see them with like um, the bigger channels, right? And you've got your CNN and your Fox News and all of that fun stuff. But there are quite a bit of bigger channels. And I'm not talking... Uh, you know, a hundred thousand subscribers. And that's a huge channel. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the millions and millions of subscribers constantly getting sponsors. Those they they are in a way bought. Um, but I also think there are still true decent people out there that will tell you their honest opinion. Now, are all YouTubers honest and impartial? Absolutely not. Um, YouTube, at least um, from what I can tell, a very clearly a lot of these people also have their own agenda. They don't think it's an agenda, but it's an agenda. Um, and it's unfortunate. You, you, All these people saying, I don't want politics in this. I don't want... So stop making it political. Stop making a video about how it's political. Being gay is not a political thing. It's just not. Years ago, they asked for equality. It's equality now. What What's the issue? Like, it's not an agenda. I get it. Some people don't want it on their cereal boxes and stuff. But I, I, I personally, like, okay. <laughs> I have no problem with a heterosexual couple on a cereal box. Like, as a mom and dad, why would I have a problem otherwise? I don't see... That personally in myself, I see it in other channels where they make stuff political. So yes, they may not think they're pushing an agenda, but they absolutely are. Now, he does have some good points, but huh, uh, he doesn't also get the other side of the argument. And that's what's a problem with a lot of these people, and myself included. I can't even act like I'm not, but... um. There are YouTubers that are bought and paid for. They are YouTubers that are given games and told to review and, and given, um, you know, movies or stuff early. Um, 
it happens. It's going to happen no matter what media, no matter what company. Eventually, when you grow to that size, you're going to get that type of sponsorship. I generally think YouTube has a more honest platform, but I also do believe wholeheartedly that people push lies because they know the grift and they know how to work it. And it's done both on YouTube and on websites like Kotaku. And they both know what they're doing. (laughs) Don't tell me for a second they don't know what they're doing and they don't know how to do it. I just don't believe it. So anyways, I thought it was pretty interesting to see another side of this. I thought it was pretty interesting to see someone complain about YouTubers. My biggest drawback with YouTube is I'll give um, my personal opinion and then I'll think on it and it'll change in a day or two. And I'm like, shit, you know, like, how can I address this again? If maybe my ideas have changed because I do go um, just like everyone else, you know, news drops and you try to get it out as quick as possible because topical issues Don't remain topical. So it is very hard. But I think there's a clear area in the middle here where it actually does fall. I think as long as you do your own, I've said it a hundred times, as long as you don't do your own due diligence and know what you're looking at and don't let, and look at context and look at information. Don't just trust one person, trust, you know, a group of people, different political leanings, different ideologies, and you'll be good. I mean, we're not stupid people here. So anyways, let me know, of course, what you guys think about all of this. I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.